everyone, welcome back. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. Thanks to everyone out there for tuning in to another episode of Cincinnati Zoo Tales. We've got a really fun episode today celebrating none other than Fiona the Hippo. Have you ever heard of her? <laughs> Hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard of Fiona. It's her seventh birthday tomorrow. If you're listening to this, it's probably already her seventh birthday, January 24th. We're really excited. We're being joined by our co-worker in the Africa department and one of the original Team Fiona members, Wendy Rice. Wendy, thanks for taking the time out of your day to come and hang out with us, talk about Fiona a little bit. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so this will be coming out on Fiona's actual birthday. It worked out perfectly. Our episodes come out every other Wednesday, and it happened that this one will be coming out on January 24th. She was born in 2017, so she is wildly somehow seven years old Gosh. now. Isn't that insane? How's it been seven years? I don't since know, that? because that feels like a really long time. I think mostly because like my full-time career started ten years ago, so she's been like the majority yeah. of that time. And it changed our, our like careers and our lives right and it's still so wild that she's still so popular oh my yeah. gosh like yes. it was madness the first year and then it continued to be madness and then and it just kind of never ended <laughs> still just everyone's obsessed with fiona so it's slowed down a tiny bit like in the past i feel like coming around her birthday time we would have like three to four interviews with like local news channels leading up to it or on the day of and so far i've only heard of one and i'm not sure if anyone showing up on her actual birthday but it is slowing down but still the you know local news wants to hear about Fiona and obviously her following on all of the different hippo pages on Facebook and things are very very popular still yeah the craze is very much still alive like you said we've been saying for years now like surely this is the year it starts to slow down right <laughs> still never slows down I personally I thought Fritz was going to steal the spotlight I thought it was like Fritz is going to become more popular than Fiona he's got just as big of a personality as she does in a lot of ways. So I thought it was going to be Fritz, but no, she's still, Fiona still reigns supreme. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's just such a loyal fan base to her that yeah. while he's really cute and he's a baby right now, like her story and everyone who kind of like grew up with her is going to stay loyal to loving her the most. Yeah. People were able to connect to her in a different light. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So it is different these days. There aren't a ton of new things happening in Fiona's world. She's hit a lot of her milestones, uh, reaching, you know, reproductive maturity and a lot of the things that we were looking forward to as she grew up. And now she's hit those and it's just, she's living her life. Like adding Fritz to her life has definitely been her probably biggest change, I would say, um, in the last little bit over a year. But overall, Fiona's still doing really well. Um, we were chatting though, we think that her personality has changed a little bit or she's just come into her like more sub-adult or adult personality and we won't lie, like she's, she's a little moody, yes. I, you know, like yeah. what word to use and it's hard to, to say exactly what's causing that. So we mentioned, um, she has reached reproductive maturity and that usually is happening anywhere between five and seven with female hippos. And at the same time, Fritz came along, mm -hmm. so we add that variable, and that meant she was separated from BB to give BB and Fritz time to bond and um, just give them the space that they needed. And then, you know, she's just older and yeah. a, a teenager, kind right. of. Yeah. I feel that too. I definitely feel like there's a little bit of like a, just teenager syndrome going on where she's gone through whatever hormonal changes, right? And then there's all these interesting dynamics in the bloat because we do have four hippos living together. And it's like between BB and Tucker perpetually figuring each other out and she's trying to figure out where she falls in that mix. 
And then she's also kind of asserting her dominance over Fritz when no one's looking, like testing the waters here and trying to figure out like, all right, if I wanted to throw down and let him know who's boss, this is what it looks like. And she does it in a gentle way, but she still is very much testing the waters, it feels like. Yes. So we've seen like this different change in Fiona, but it's hard to describe. Yeah. And she's still like totally, you know, lovable and all of the wonderful things about her, but she's a grown, grown up hippo now. Yeah. Not 100%, but I don't know. I was completely wrong. I thought she would love Fritz and they would be the best of buddies and they would play and be wild all day. And she's, I think like what she was to Tucker or she was to BB just biting their tail and kind of getting on yeah. their nerves. He is that to her now. And she's like, I know I, yeah. I do this to others. You don't right. do this to me sort of thing. It's very much like a little brother, big sister dynamic, right? It seems like he's kind of just like pestering her and nipping at her. Like you said, it's funny to me because it's come full circle, right? We used to see Fiona do all those same things to BB and BB would get a little bit tired of it. And now Fritz is doing those things to Fiona. He nibbles on her tail. He bites at her ears and all those kind of things. And like, just like any big sister would with a big brother or little brother who's just pestering you every now and then she does have to snap at him and kind of let yeah. him know like that's not acceptable that's not okay but and then it all it is the same thing as like a human dynamic i feel like the little one gets away with things though so yeah. fiona has to watch what she does because bb will discipline fiona fiona tries to tell fritz uh no sometimes so yeah. she has to watch what she does and he gets away with a lot very much um, so which is funny to see because but i've also noticed bb is starting to like put him in his place more and she's not quite as yes. patient with him agreed Yes, she's, she's, I think we're getting to the point where he's old enough now that, like, her discipline is starting to get a little more serious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's weird, like, when you're talking about, like, the dynamic between Fritz and Fiona, and I'm thinking back to when, when I visited Africa, and we saw hippos in the wild, and it was like, it was like these kids grouped off by, like, weight class, almost like wrestlers. Like, you would see all hippos that were roughly exactly the same size, like, sparring and playing together. Oh. There was literally, like, the baby section, the toddler section, the sub-adult section in this huge pod of hippos. So it makes sense from, like, a natural history standpoint, too. Like, she really wouldn't be palling around with him. She would be palling around with other hippos that are her age and size and, like, reaching sexual maturity, too. So, so that I makes guess, sense. Yeah. I mean, from yeah, if you look at it from that perspective, it's like it's right in line with what she should be doing as a hippo. So yes. I guess all good things, even if it doesn't look like how we envisioned it in our right. minds or how we wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, to me, it's a good sign because, like, she's acting like a hippo, right? Exactly. Like, that's what we wanted for her. Obviously, she had such a, a unique upbringing being hand-raised, <laughs> but we wanted her at the end of the day to be a hippo and to fit in with the others. And that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, we, we talked about Fiona and we always get in the mindset of people know who she is in her story. But for anyone listening who's new, Fiona was born at least six weeks prematurely. The reason we say at least is because um, her mother, Bibi and father, Henry bred for the entire month of July back in 2016. So she could have been conceived at the end of the month, which would have meant she was even earlier than we thought. So um, she was born at 29 pounds. Typically a calf is anywhere between 50 and 100 pounds. Her little brother Fritz was about 80 pounds when he was born. So she was incredibly small, about a third of his size. and We weren't sure if she would survive. So Fiona has a whole Facebook show and a million things you could watch to learn more about her growing up. And that's where she kind of grew her fame was because we had the whole world fighting along with her through social media mm -hmm. and um 
and sending her cards of encouragement and us snacks of encouragement and <laughs> all sorts of things. Um, we did the first ever ultrasound on a Nile hippo with BB, and BB also allowed us to milk her, so we were able to send that milk to um, the Smithsonian National Milk Repository for Exotic Milk and um, analyze that milk and make a formula that was specific to hippos, which I think probably helped keep her alive because she had a premature digestive system and who knows what a different type of milk would have done to um, her digestive system or, um, you know, maybe she wouldn't have gotten the nutrients that she really needed to survive. So Fiona had a crazy start to life that I forgot to bring up at the beginning of this. Um, but we mentioned she does have a little brother, Fritz, now, and they are getting along. But some of you wrote in questions to us um, on Instagram that we wanted to answer. And one of those was, you know, how has her personality changed since Fritz joined? And is she still as close with BB? And that's kind of what we were just talking about is it's so hard because there are variables of her age and reproductive maturity and Fritz joining the bloat that we aren't sure which one of those or if all of them or just her age in general causes like cause a little bit of a difference. But her and BB are so close. The bloat as you know, gets along great. We have mentioned that they, you know, nip at each other or play fight or do get annoyed with one another, but that's normal in the hippo world. Um, so overall, we've seen Fiona's personality change a little bit, but we don't know exactly the cause. There could be all of the things. And um, BB and Fiona still do lay together. We see all four of them sleeping together, but there's a big difference with Fritz and Fiona. Fritz will just go and do his own thing and not by himself. <laughs> and Fiona used to always be tucked up next to BB, like until Fritz came along. So I do wonder if that has anything to do with it at times, like if she wishes she still had her alone time with BB. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to know. They can't tell us exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's so many times where I go to the window and, like, all of them are smashed up on BB. Everybody wants to be touching BB at all times. So, like, Fritz is on her, Fiona's on her, Tucker's, like, on the back end, too. And it's, yeah, BB's um, clearly the, the main hub, the main focus of the bloat and everything. So I think maybe, yeah, just sharing her attention for one, just like any older sibling, like Mark said, that's challenging. So. Yes. But overall, we think she's happy, and they, they, we're very happy with how the bloke gets along, and it's natural for them, and um, yeah, we're proud of how far she's come. Mm -hmm. Seven yeah. years, it's wild. Definitely. So you did mention some of these questions we had written in by people. Um, one of the big questions that I know I get when I'm out at Hippo, and I I'm sure, imagine both of you guys get as well, is when and if we think Fiona's going to have a baby. Could you speak to that a little bit, if and when you see that coming? We have gone over this so, so many times, and I mean, at this point, she has hit sexual maturity, and she's on birth control, so at this point, we are actively preventing her from getting pregnant, um, and on that note, we have seen her breed with Tucker. She has been cooperative in that attempt, and thankfully, the birth control is holding. Um, I think the biggest hesitation on our end is her size, because she is a little bit small for a hippo her age. So there's a, a few concerns about whether she would, you know, carry full term without having any issues herself. Um, and then also at this point, we just have a full house in Hippo Cove. There's mm -hmm. frankly not room to add another hippo to the mix, right? Yeah. So like you mentioned her size, that was another question that we got is she is still small for her age or not necessarily weight wise, but height wise, she's short and length wise, she's short. So she's a smaller hippo, just under 2,500 pounds. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, the day before her birthday. We just had our scale fixed. So I do not have like the most up-to-date weight on her exactly today for this recording, but tomorrow for her birthday, 
Uh, Facebook Live will be able to tell you her weight. Um, but under 2,500 pounds, so she's on the small side. Uh, for reference, BB, her mom, is a larger female, but she's 3,500 pounds, and she's much longer and taller than Fiona. So, like Wendy mentioned, we would just we have a small concern that if she did get pregnant, that if she were to carry a full-term calf, um, or a calf to full term that it would be very large for her small frame. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say. I think in the future, um, when we do have space for another hippo, genetically her and Tucker um, make a good match and we would like to spread her genes and, and contribute to the genetic diversity of hippos and zoos. Um, so it's still a question, right? Like yeah. if, but we do hope that she is large enough where we feel comfortable that it's safe for her and in the future. But right now we don't have enough space here at the Cincinnati Zoo and we aren't quite sure if she has enough space in her body. So we're playing it safe for now. But I think she's at the point where we wouldn't feel like incredibly concerned if she did get pregnant, but we would definitely be trying to, I don't know, figure all the things out that we could. Yeah, and I do think one thing it's important to emphasize that um, kind of goes along with uh, animal breedings in general and animal pairings in zoos across the country, it's not just one decision that's made by one person, right? It's not like we get to sit here at this table and make the call, yeah, we're going to breed Fiona and Tucker. This is a decision that's made with the SSP, the Species Survival Plan, which we've talked a lot about on po this podcast before. The Species Survival Plan, in Fiona's case in particular, we would have to make that decision with vet staff, with animal leadership team, with our keeper staff. I mean, this would be a, a huge decision to make if and when that time comes. Yes, and sometimes things happen and we don't get a choice, like Bibi getting pregnant with Chris. <laughs> um, but we do think we have the birth control figured out a lot more. Uh, we've mentioned this before also, but like there aren't a million hippos to study birth control with, mm. and they're all different sizes and um, different methods of giving birth control to exotic animals. So we, um, our scientists and our, and our crew facility have determined that it's probably based on weight more than we realized before. So BB gets a higher dose than Fiona because she is a thousand pounds more, uh, heavier. And, um, it's, it seems to be doing the job now. So like, it, can't, it can't be perfect. Like we said, there's, there's only like 80 or 90 hippos in zoos in general. So there's not like just a free-for-all for hippos for us yeah. to study with There's birth not control. Much data <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's noteworthy, a lot of facilities don't reintroduce a male after a female gives birth. So, like, we're kind of unique in that sense that we were able to reintroduce Tucker, and we do have our breeding male with our breeding females um, actively. And a lot of times, separation is just the simplest way to prevent that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So for non-breeding facilities that have males and females, they might not even be using birth control. They may just be actively separating individuals which doesn't help us <laughs> much in terms of <laughs> figuring out the science and the dynamics behind all of that. Exactly, yeah, even less than what we mentioned. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, we are hopeful that Fiona will be the size someday that we feel safe and there will be the space and a need for her to um, be pregnant and become a mom herself. Which would just be wild. I wonder. I can't even. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really hard time processing that thought, honestly. <laughs> oh, and the craziness that would come along with it. Everyone yeah. wanting to see Fiona's baby, and yeah, so it would um, be a ton of fun. That's for sure. It's not a yes, and it's not a no. Right now, we don't know when, um, but. We're just pushing that one down the road. Yes. We're going to reevaluate <laughs> down the road. Yeah. Yes. Not in a rush at all. <laughs> so another question we get, another concern I might even say from a lot of Fiona fans is, do we ever see Fiona leaving the zoo? Like, is she going to be here for a long time? Is she going to be gone next year? 
What's what's kind of the position on Fiona here at the Cincinnati Zoo? I mean, as far as we've heard, she's not going anywhere ever. I mean, Thane has made that very clear, and we all talk about how the city would riot if she ever got <laughs> sent anywhere. So, I mean, Tucker was brought here specifically because he could be a breeding partner to both BB and Fiona, so that was always the plan. Um, and I think at this point, we all know that if a hippo has to leave, it will most likely be Fritz, right? Because once he starts to hit sexual maturity, he and Tucker may not get along anyway, so that just makes the most sense for a variety of reasons, but... We've never heard any indication on our end that Fiona would ever leave. She's actually the only animal I've ever worked with and that I've heard others here at the zoo um, it, that we've ever said, no, she won't leave. Like, it's usually, well, whatever the species survival plan needs. And she's the only one where it's been, like, okay to say, no, Fiona won't leave. Like, <laughs> we'll make the accommodations necessary to bring a male here. Or like we did, we brought Tucker, um, that sort of thing. So Fiona is like a 99.9% .9 certainty that she will live her life here in Cincinnati. Um, mm -hmm. So Fiona should be here for the rest of her life, most likely. <laughs> luckily to us, keep her staff, luckily to all her fans out there. Yes. She's going to be right here. Come and see her anytime you want. Um, <laughs> another question we get a lot is, um, during this winter time, winter can be a little bit tricky in our climate, obviously, because it's going to get really cold. We're going to get snow here. What's the dynamics behind the scenes for the hippos during this cold season right now? While, while we're getting snow, while we're getting ice, and they can't be outside on the exhibit. Well, thankfully, this past week has been rough, but usually there's only like two to three day stretches at most when the hippos can't go outside. Um, we typically allow them to go out if it's 35 and sunny, but if there's days where they've been stuck inside for a few days in a row, we'll let them go out even when it's colder than that just to get some fresh air and some extra exercise. Um, but typically a winter day if they are stuck inside is Fiona and Tucker have one pool and um, two like stalls in the back and BB and Fritz have another pool and their stalls but also sometimes we'll put Fiona with BB and Fritz. Um, the reason that we don't have all four of them together um, inside is because Tucker is giant and we want to make sure that if BB decides that she is upset with him, he does not get stuck somewhere in a corner. Um, so oftentimes it's Fiona and Tucker spending time together in BB and Fritz, but they can um, lay right next to each other. There's a gate in between their pools um, so they can be nose to nose or um, also up on land. They can see and smell and be right next to each other. So typically they are um, doing a lot of um, foraging activities will scatter beet pulp and timothy cubes and their produce will chop it up really small um, but they do have indoor pools they are heated they have heated floors they love to nap on those and again it's usually only for a day or two at a time um, and then they we get them outside and Jenna does a great job too of keeping everybody stimulated mentally with training too. Oh so yeah, we do just, a lot of training. Yeah, mm -hmm. we do the blood draw, the injection training, like um, just desensitizing them to touch and things, tusk work with Tucker. So all of that is also another thing that breaks up their day and we can keep them busy and stimulated. Um, so wintertime is not, not horrible for them by any means. They, they're still living the good life here at the zoo. Yeah, and thankfully we are able to heat their outdoor pool as well. So that allows them to go out at those colder temperatures. and. They're pretty hardy animals, so I think they can handle it. It's just one of those things where in Africa, even if it does get really cold at night, it's usually going to warm up the next day. Mm -hmm. We're here. It may not do that. It might be cold all day for a couple of days. Yeah. Right. And Wendy, you did mention some of the training and operant conditioning that we do here with the hippos. Jenna, will you speak a little bit to the training behaviors that you have currently with some of our hippos? Yeah. So for Fiona specifically, um, 
she's been trained for blood draws for a few years now. Uh, we've gotten a few on her the pa this past summer and fall. Um, and I know one of the questions we get is how is her health? And aside from her size, her being premature has not affected her health in any way. She's a little bit smaller, but otherwise we do um, routine blood draws on her and her prematurity has not affected that or her health at all. Uh, so we do blood draws from her tail. We also do blood draws from um, BB's tail and Wendy has done a great job starting training Tucker for blood draw from his tail, which is like very brave because Tucker <laughs> dung showers. So for anyone who doesn't know what dung showering is, it's when males will, you know, spread their scent and mark their territory by um, literally showering the space with their dung and urine. So they'll swing their tail back and forth really quickly while they defecate and urinate at the same time. And it goes everywhere. Um, but we... And you are just right. I can't emphasize <laughs> enough when you're doing this blood draw on his tail. Like, you are right in the target zone to just get covered with some urine and some poop. So, Wendy's... Wendy's she's dedicated that's for yes, sure yeah he's a gentleman though most most of the time once we start training he, i guess he like switches that desire yeah. off thankfully there have only been one or two close calls <laughs> always leave like an exit strategy to run out of there in case that happens so um but this year what was new for her oh so fiona knows how to back up and sit and open her mouth and um we work on her teeth a tiny bit with a rasp but it, she doesn't really need work so we just kind of get her um, desensitized to this giant file or rasp um, rubbing against her teeth and then um, she allows us to touch her ears um, which I might talk about here in a second why that's important and then um, radiographs were, was the new training that we did with mm -hmm. Fiona so um, it wasn't necessarily super trained I guess but desensitizing her to you know three to four people there in lead vests and um a, yellow, a bright yellow box with a light and a plate that goes to the side of her face or under her chin and we were able to get some good shots of her teeth. A hippo's heads and skin and everything is so thick that the hardest part is getting them out, like sticking their heads out far enough and um, having them open their mouth long enough that you can get the shot and they aren't trying to eat whatever the x-ray plate or the machine or the person or whatever <laughs> next to them um, and just keeping them like straight ahead or however you need them that's the hardest part but um basically it was one of those things where we we're just desensitizing her to all of the the new things and having her hold her mouth open long enough to get the shot so that's the newest one um and then we did that with fritz and bb and we're still working on tucker with the radiographs but um for training once we get radiographs on tucker we'll move on to fritz blood draws is doing blood draws from his tail um so Anytime I get the chance to touch his tail, we just lift it or mess with it. And um, he's actually really good about it. But um, Fiona's ears, we mentioned, um, some people have noticed that she's been holding her ears down or kind of lateral lately. And we've done swabs and given her um, or had the vets come do checkups on her. And we do think that she probably had or has an ear infection that we've been treating. And um, thankfully, like when she was younger, we taught her to allow us to touch her ear. So, um, you know, hold her ear, say ear, and then if she doesn't move it, like wiggle it or move away, then she got rewarded. So that allowed us to do some um, medicating. So we were allowed, able to put ointments into her ears to treat these ear infections. Mm -hmm. That's such a great example, too, of how sometimes the kind of like training and desensitization that we start with an animal, we never know if it will have a practical application or not. It's like, 
we were just playing with her ears because they were cute and why not? And we're relationship building. But then we got to this point in her life where we have a hippo with an ear infection, which is pretty unheard of. I mean, it, it's very odd because they do close their ears off when they go in the water to try to keep the water out and everything. So we're not sure what happened there. But the fact that she was comfortable allowing us to touch and literally stick a cotton swab down there to collect samples so that we can address what's happening, we can have all the information, and then and extrapolate that to the other hippos. So we also got swabs of the healthy hippos in this scenario, and we could compare. Oh yeah, because Beebe and Fritz also allow us to do it. Yep. So we did, that was one of the things, I forgot that part, that helped us know, yeah. is this the issue? Because like, yeah. we didn't know exactly what was causing her to hold her ears down, but we did see her like kind of rubbing on some of the gates, and we figured it was itchy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were able to compare the bacteria in her ear to Fritz and Bibi's ears. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned that they can like kind of like pinch off their ears or close off their ears when they go underwater, so it's weird. We're confused as how, like, yeah. I guess it could be bacteria, but why water would get in her ear to cause an ear infection. But that also makes it harder to get a really great treatment because she can kind of close her ears off even if she sits there and allows us to put the ointment in you know it's you if you've ever had like a dog and tried to treat their ears they don't want that yeah. like feeling going like the ointment or the medication going down to their ears so it's hard to know exactly how much is getting into her ear and able to like treat the bacteria or whatever is causing it um, but we are working on that and, and hopefully we'll get her back to 100% and no more ear infection yeah. soon. Yeah, for sure. So another question we get a lot about is Fiona's relationship with her keepers. Does she still enjoy the, the keeper interaction? And do you think she recognizes the keepers? Like, does she recognize each of us as individuals? What do you guys think about that? I mean, the individuals part, I would assume so. I think she's very intelligent. I think she knows people. Do I think she has like a favorite or that sort of thing? I don't know about that. She likes all people. She likes attention. Mm -hmm. um, and she still does interact with us. She, if she sees us working with one of the other hippos, she wants to be there and see what's going <laughs> on and wants the attention you can tell because she'll get as close to us by sticking her head through, you know, the gates uh, when possible. And um, I she swear she gets massages. jealous too because when you're doing a training session with one of the other hippos, she'll just give you that puppy dog look. Yes. Like she's like, well, "Is it my turn yet?" Have you forgotten about me? <laughs> right, right. She's like, "I'm over here. You're facing the wrong direction." I do think that's one of the hardest parts for her potentially with Fritz coming along and Tucker is that it used to just be her and BB, and we had so much more time to dedicate to just like each individual hippo. Now mm. it's spread out amongst four instead of two. Baby's attention is spread out. Yeah. Um, so Fiona could be feeling it. It's hard to know. We don't want to anthropomorphize and who knows exactly what Fiona's feeling, but I do think she likes attention and she definitely still likes to greet us, you know, especially if you have coffee breath or, um, you know, if you blow towards her, like, uh, f like we blow towards her face, she goes nuts still. So I think she still really enjoys relationships with people and, um, I think she can recognize individuals for sure. Agreed, yeah. yeah. To your point, just seeing like when I go over there with some of the other keepers on our team, I think she reacts differently to each one of us. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear just based on her reactions that she's recognizing each of us as an individual and reacting accordingly. Yeah. Like you say, she doesn't have a favorite. I know I'm not her favorite. I'm okay with that. I'm, but I don't think yeah, I'm her like, favorite, but it's one of those things I don't know how we would ever know. Exactly. She gets pretty excited when Teresa's around. Yeah. Like, say, every yeah. time every time I see her interact with Teresa, I, I feel a little sad that I'm like, oh man, she <laughs> never quite get that response from her, but she definitely remembers 
whatever, mom number three, whatever Teresa was. Yeah. There were so many of us back See, then. I feel like it's like Teresa, Jenna, you, and Dana. Like, I feel like the three of you, she really usually has a big big reaction yeah. to when you guys walk in the building. Or we could just yeah. have the stinkiest breath. Who <laughs> really knows, you know? <laughs> but yeah, she definitely loves people still, I feel like. But I still see the moodiness, and like, I don't know, I can tell if she's not getting attention, or if you don't do what she wants, she'll like, I don't know, somehow let you know that She's kind of annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's met some a few celebrities this past year, too, like in terms of like meeting people. Oh, people. yeah. She still seems to very much get a kick out of meeting people at the wall. Do you want and to talk about some of those people she's met? Yeah. She's had a, well, we had a couple of um, political leaders. So Mayor Aftab Puraval from Cincinnati was here. So she met the mayor recently. Um, she also met Governor DeWine this year. And then two soccer stars. She met yeah. Rose Lavelle from the women's team. And then one of the men's soccer players? Oh, who was it? I don't remember his name. I don't follow soccer. <laughs> I Angela I thinks it may have been Acosta. Okay. Okay, we're sorry if we're offending you. Oh, Lakes. from FC Cincy. I didn't oh, know she met him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Acosta, yeah. he was um, the striker for FC Cincy. I didn't, I That's, totally missed that one. I didn't even know he came. <laughs> I didn't even keep track of all of her celebrity meetups. And who else from, someone from the Bengals, right, Mark? Yeah, it was uh, T. Higgins. Yeah. yeah one of our big wide receivers for the Bengals. Oh, and um, Trey Hendricks? Trey Hendricks. Yeah, he's, too, him and his there. wife are really, really sweet. I got to meet them, and I think they're big fans of the zoo. They're so. really nice. They came and like watched lion training too. And yeah, that was that was a that was a fun moment. Yeah. So she's had a big year in terms of meeting people and celebrities. There's probably more that we can't even remember, but um, you know, in that sense, like there's she's as popular as ever. Yes. The, mm-hmm. Her fan base continues to grow. <laughs> and she she always seems to inter- enjoy those interactions too, and those tours like. She gets some extra treats, she gets some extra attention, and she goes nuts for it. (laughs) Definitely. So another question we got regarding their outdoor habitat, the outdoor space the hippos spend time in, is why are the fish out there? What, What are the fish doing in the pool? Are the hippos eating the fish? Are they food for the hippos? What are they doing there? The hippos are not eating the fish. Um, the only exception is, honestly, when, when a tilapia passes away, sometimes the hippos get to it before we do, and <laughs> we have seen them kind of play with it or mouth it, but they don't eat the fish. Um, the fish are actually out there to help us keep the water clean. So the fish will eat the dung that the hippos produce, and then they also eat the dead skin cells off the hippos as well. So it's like every day the hippos go out as a spa day, which is nice. Um, and... <laughs> I swear I feel like Tucker fishes for tilapia in his... I think that's one of his strategies where he'll accept an entire head of lettuce, chew it up, and then open his mouth underwater and let the tilapia, like, swim in and steal that lettuce. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this. I'm, I'm watching it and have theories about it. Um, but, no, the tilapia are mostly out there to help us keep the water clean and, uh, you know, make the, the habitat more dynamic for the hippos as well. Um, so, yeah, they're... They are not, uh, the hippos are not eating the fish. <laughs> Instead, the fish are helping us keep the water clean, and they're eating dead skin cells and fecal matter that the hippos produce. And we have also have divers out there that help keep the pools clean. So they come out uh, three days a week and dive the pools while the hippos are safely inside and um, help us by vacuuming and scrubbing the walls and the windows and everything. So the fish help, and we also have humans helping because hippos produce a lot of waste. Yeah, our dive team's amazing, that's for sure. And a lot of them are volunteers. Yes. So shout out and thanks yes. to yeah. people coming in early in the morning on cold days to go swim in the hippo pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work for sure. 
So I do have one little, no trivia, but one little gimmick for you guys if you're okay. up for it. Sure. We've all heard of the seven wonders of the world, but have you heard of the seven wonders of Fiona? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cover seven um, hippo slash Fiona related things here at our zoo that I think are pretty amazing and I'm, I'm sure our listeners would agree too. So for starters, Jenna spoke a little bit about how she was hand raised her unique upbringing. Fiona was eating bottles from keeper staff when she was weaned from her bottles. So like her final amount that she was getting. How many ounces of milk was she getting each day? Oh, it's I should tough know this one. because I was looking it up not too long ago. It's tricky though because most of the measurements at the time yeah, were they, milliliters. They weren't so in I, con- I converted oh. milliliters to ounces. I think ounces are a little bit easier to comprehend. Yeah. So she was getting like two two liters three times a day. I'm pretty certain. Well, and then we also started decreasing it. So are we talking about the highest amount? Yeah, the, the highest, highest amount. amount. Sorry, okay. yeah, the highest amount. Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Liters, milliliters. I couldn't even begin to. Ounces. <laughs> you have the answer Conversion for stuff. I have the answer for you, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, no, I can't do that. I think you're on the right track, Jenna, yeah. but just the different, different yeah, unit. Yeah, I can't. So it's about 340, 350 ounces okay. of milk. Yeah, which was a couple two liters a day. Yes. Yeah, which, which is, is insane. And she would just chug it. It's a like, lot of milk. <laughs> it did not take long at all. So Fiona's a wonder for the way she was raised, that's for sure. But moving that on to today, one of the wonders of Fiona. She's come all the way from 29 pounds. Jenna mentioned our scale has been broke for the last, <laughs> what, month plus? So we don't have an exact current weight on her. But what was her last weight? I think it was like 24, 48 or something around there. I was going to say, tw- yeah, it's definitely over 2,400, but under 25. Mm-hmm. I know or that Or 24, much. 78. You guys are, are right there in that range. 2,461 okay. was her last weight. So, yeah, right in that range, all the way from 29 pounds, which is insane. Wow. Yeah, she's come a long way. That's for sure. This one's a little more subjective. Fiona, one of her wonders is she loves food. She never misses an opportunity for a snack. <laughs> her wonders. What is her favorite food? I, I have my answer, but I'm curious to hear say, your guys' subjective. answer too. It's very subjective. Yeah. I mean, I would think it would be the watermelon, but I swear I've heard Jenna say numerous times that she likes that romaine better than anything. Oh, I don't know about better than anything. She'll just still do anything for romaine. Oh, okay. So, like, I don't think you're wrong thinking the watermelon. Yeah, that was my thought, too, was just the melons in general. I think the watermelon and the cantaloupe. cantaloupe. She really enjoys cantaloupe. Yeah. Like, I know when we do training sessions, sometimes Jenna, Jenna will save the, the high-value cantaloupe item for when we need a blood draw or an injection or something like that. And the cantaloupe always does seem to get her to just hold steady when we really need her to. I feel like, so, she will pick her in the past... Which now we feed them a little differently. But in the past, if you did hay and grain at the same time, she would actually eat her hay first. Mm. This was like years ago at this point. So I would would have said in the past she likes hay better than grain. But then if you added lettuce to the three of those, she would eat the lettuce over mm. the grain or the hay. So I do feel like she loves lettuce. But then, yeah, when you give them something sweet or a type of produce, I feel like that's, that's probably the winner. The lettuce, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then since Tucker joined us, we started using these Timothy or alfalfa cubes for mm-hmm. training because they were one of his favorites and he had that at San Francisco. And I do think all of the hippos love those. But it's so hard to, to know a favorite for sure. But I think cantaloupe, watermelon, 
lettuce are up there. Yeah. Yeah, I would, that's what I would say too. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good estimation. Another wonder, Fiona. She really enjoys her enrichment. <laughs> so this is another subjective one. What would you guys say is Fiona's favorite enrichment item or enrichment opportunity that we provide for her? Definitely that the tumble feeder, right? Yeah. With like beet pulp in it. Any any of her toys that produce food. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. So like, a, yes. A Keep cylinder with like quarter size holes will put like her beet pulp or grain in it and she has to push it around to so she'll play more with it because food is involved. Yeah. Um but she definitely likes to check out like chalk drawings and she still loves scents, so spices mm -hmm. on the ground. But she'll spend the most time interacting with a toy if food is involved for sure. So Definitely. My two thoughts were as far as toys go, the cylinder with the food in it. She loves when she can get bee pop out of it. And then she seems to go crazy for when we do. Uh, we don't do it often, but when we do the honey on exhibit. Oh, yes. On the glass. Like, yeah. if our dive team can do that for us some days, she goes crazy for the honey on the glass. Yes, yes, definitely. She always enjoys that one. All right, another wonder, not just of Fiona, but of hippos in general, that... I think there was some confusion about online when I was reading people's <laughs> opinions, and I'm curious if Jenna can clear the air for us. What substance do hippos secrete from their skin? Well, they it's called blood sweat, but it's a type of mucus. Yes. Or it is a mucus. Yes. Yeah, so people, I kept seeing stuff online that people are saying, saying why are the hippos bleeding? Like, oh. why are they just, why is blood coming out of their skin all the time? And I want you to clear the air okay. on what this substance is. So, yeah. yeah, blood sweat is a mucus that hippos produce, and it has a few different um, advantages that it gives them. So, um, it's high in acidity and actually protects them from bacteria by killing off bacteria. It's like their own antiseptic. So, if they get cuts in the wild um, from fighting or whatever, they heal really quickly. It also like makes a lacquer over their skin. When it's really hot, they produce more of it. And when they're stressed, they produce more of it. Um, so it'll keep them safe from the sun and also biting insects. So it helps uh, like wounds heal quickly um, and just their skin stay moist and healthy in general. But um, it's one of those things where I always have said if they're hot or stressed, it comes out with like this red tint to it and it looks mm. like they're bleeding because it'll beat up um, like sweat. So that's how it got the name blood sweat. But if they're not stressed or if they're not hot, it's like clear and sometimes they don't produce it at all. And I was always questioning like, am I crazy? Is this it? But I follow another um, cool hippo keeper across the world somewhere, I think Copenhagen. And he um, also mentioned that he will notice that they can kind of turn it on or off when mm. they want. And I don't know if you've noticed that. But with BB, when she's pregnant, it's also much, much darker so and will sweaty. stain the walls, yeah. stain our hands. Yes. Like, for whatever reason, there's a higher, like, acidity or something yeah. scientific that I am not good at explaining right now <laughs> that causes a different color to it. So I've even noticed when, when the females are cycling... Tucker seems to get extra oh. blood sweaty, like if especially when he's separated from them, and like you said, like a stress response where he's like, I gotta get to the girls, and he gets covered in it, just saturated with it. And yeah, I think there's a whole lot to it that we're still learning and don't know scientifically, but anecdotally, yeah, we see all sorts of scenarios where it seems to be different amounts or different shades of it, but uh, it's got a lot of incredible properties apparently to it. Yes, so definitely. Probably worth studying further. Right. <laughs> No, to me, it's definitely a miracle substance. It's a wonder of hippos, that's for sure. <laughs> so you got two wonders left. 
both of these wonders are maybe what Fiona's most famous for, her following. Uh, like her her oh, big yeah. fan base. Like we know that Fiona's supported a lot of conservation over the years with her fan base and that to this day she still has a huge following. So one of the wonders of Fiona, what is the the most viral video Fiona has on our zoo's YouTube page? Oh, How many views fun. does it have? Oh. I'll give you a hint. It's her four month old checkup video. So they're like at the start, you know, we're creating videos on the YouTube page pretty frequently to chronicle the way she was raised. So for whatever reason, I mean, her early videos all have tons. Wait, of we views. just have to tell how tons. many. Yeah, views? how many views? Will yeah. You, will you describe the video more? What 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 so, is she doing it? I don't know exactly like what she does. It. It's a longer video, okay, but so. it's her four month old checkup <gasps> video. Yeah. Um. I'll say. Wait, how many views? Not likes. How many views? How oh, many geez. views? Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna embarrass myself. I hate guessing. <laughs> I'm like, Jenna's let's favorite go with is numbers. Yeah. Two hundred twenty-five <laughs> million views. I'll say. Or is that like Taylor Swift territory? Am I, am I completely? No, I don't think you're. I was gonna say higher. Oh, okay. I would say like, I'll say. 421 million views. You guys are both a little high on this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really high. Fiona's <laughs> famous, but... Not that famous. Yeah, I think, oh, well, I was I thinking think back Wendy's to four months. That was like the height of her... I don't that know. That was. I think I think Wendy's right, though. I think like once you get into like the 100 million, you're talking like... Beyonce. Going wrong. I think Fiona's worthy She's of close, that. Mark. She's close, but... Her four-month-old checkup had 29 million views. Oh, that's it? 29. Yeah. <laughs> Give her some credit. 29 million views. <laughs> One for each pound when she was born. There you go. we got to get those numbers up. we got to get some really great videos going. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, so last... TikTok wasn't around then. The last wonder of Fiona. We've been able to kind of, through Fiona, support a lot of great conservation efforts. So with our Hanging with the Hippos tours that we do, our behind-the-scenes tours for the hippos, just in 2023, just last year, how much, how many, much, how many dollars were raised? <laughs> can't speak to that. How many dollars were raised for conservation through our Hanging with the Hippos tour last year? I know this one. I think I know that at the end of the day, when it, um, we had several uh, organizations that actually matched our donations, but the amount of money that we ended up sending to the Uganda Conservation Foundation for their waterways project which protects hippos in the wild, was $90,000, right? Yeah, Wendy's spot on with that yeah. one. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. They really, really needed our help this year for, well, they always do, but um, there's been a huge decline in hippo populations in Uganda specifically, and um, they also had a boat that wasn't working well, and they knew they needed a new one, and it eventually did blow up, literally blew up, and um, unfortunately one of the rangers was killed. And so these donations helped them buy a boat and provide gas um, for the boat. And uh, there's been a lot of hardships over mm -hmm. there. So it's really incredible to know that this little hippo who's changed our lives in so many ways is also helping change lives um, for wild hippos and, and hopefully for the men and women that work for the Ugandan Wildlife Conservation Fund. But um, yeah, so thank you to everyone who came for those tours and gave back to conservation by yeah. doing so it's incredible and we hope to continue giving that much or more every year i know yeah 
Absolutely. It's like you said, it's just amazing what she's been able to accomplish, not just for us here in the tri-state area or at our zoo specifically, but across the world. She's done so much for so many people, and especially for hippos in the wild, it's great to see her be able to contribute to that and give back to that. Absolutely. Hmm. So we did have a question about how you can support hippo conservation from afar. We just mentioned that the zoo supports hippo conservation. We do tours that sell out every year where you can come and meet all four hippos and the zoo gives back 50% of those proceeds to uh, Uganda Conservation Fund. And we are really, really proud of that and thankful that Fiona draws that much attention mm -hmm. to um, you know, hippo conservation. So that is one way that you can give back is schedule a tour um, with the zoo actually, or give to that conservation fund. But um, tomorrow, we are celebrating, or when this comes out, it'll be a huge happy seventh birthday to Fiona. And um, you can give back to the zoo, which in turn gives back to hippo conservation. By doing what, Mark? What can I do? How are we celebrating Fiona? So we're celebrating Fiona's lucky seventh birthday in the only way we know how. With a $7 <laughs> raffle. Ooh. $7 raffle. So... We're also offering $7 admission, which mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, it's already Fiona's birthday. Maybe you're listening Sprint in the morning. To the zoo. Yeah. Maybe you're listening in the morning. <laughs> Sprint to the zoo right now at $7 admission for Fiona's birthday. Um, but we're also offering a raffle that goes until the end of the month. So you can check out the zoo's website um, until January 31st. This raffle will be live. It's $7 for an entry fee, or you can do $30 for seven entries. Okay. So... This enters you to win the Ultimate Hippo Getaway Package. So this package, it includes a lot of stuff, um, like a Visa gift card, a two-night stay at the Graduate Cincy, which is our zoo's official hotel, um, a gift card, but most importantly, it includes a behind-the-scenes experience to come and meet our hippo bloat. So $7 to enter this raffle to potentially come and meet our hippos, which is... It, as keepers, something that we get to do frequently, and it is still amazing every single time we get to do it. So it's very special for sure. Definitely. And like I mentioned, the tours do sell out. So this is an extra chance to get to meet the hippos if you aren't able to snag a tour. Um, the end of February, the tours should go on sale. Um, but it also just spreads awareness and gives back to conservation that way because the zoo does support hippo conservation through our tours. So. Um, if you guys want to help celebrate Fiona's seventh birthday, check out that raffle. Uh, we will be doing a Facebook Live, but by the time you're listening to this, it might be over. Um, and but go check out the video, even if it's already posted and it's yeah. not live. There will still be a video of Fiona getting her birthday cake. So. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Um, so we are very excited. It's it's hard these days to come up with the new, really exciting stuff about Fiona and changes. She has come such a long way, and we're just really, really happy to see her thriving and doing well. And the fact that she's made it to seven and is just, you know, a happy, healthy, regular teenage hippo, that's all we could ask for. Yeah, absolutely. Fiona's, she's something special, and it's hard to believe it's been seven years since she was born. Jenna, I do have one last question for you. Okay. So, 2023... The world was introduced to the Eras Tour with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Best thing ever. What era would you say Fiona is in right now? As, oh, she, as she turns seven and rounds the corner here, what era is Fiona in? I wish I had something really witty to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fiona is in her... Hmm. Maturing era? No, that's boring. 
Maturing. She's mature. She is maturing now. Um, yeah. What would you say? I would say she's in her thriving era. Her thriving? Yeah. Like, she's like, there's no more health concerns on the horizon. She's just coming into her own, into adulthood. And, like, I compare, like, where she's at in life to where, like, a human would be in, like, you know, they're kind of, like, late teens, early 20s. And, like, those are the, some, some of the most fun years of your life, right? That's You're true, just thriving yeah. in those years. Okay. Like, I like it. And if I were going off of a Taylor Swift album, I would... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm an expert on her discography. I, I, I would say that Fiona is probably in her reputation era. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's a great answer, <laughs> She's got a little bit of a tune, you know. She's not taking crap from anybody, so that would be my answer. Yeah, I was going to say reputation yeah. as well, so I'm glad you said it first. <laughs> That's your favorite, isn't it? Or is, is Lover your favorite? Probably reputation, yeah, yeah, honestly, it. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy birthday, Fiona. Happy birthday, Fiona. Thanks to all her fans for listening and to continue to support her and follow her through the years. We appreciate it here at the zoo. She appreciates it, I'm sure. And it really does give back to conservation, so we really appreciate that part of it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until next year when we're celebrating her eighth birthday. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Already excited for that one. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Have Take a good care. day.